Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Ashley, how are you? Tis Black History Month, baby. I'm blackity black, black, blackity black. How are you? Same, same. <laughs> I think my favorite sentiment across these webs um, is not during Black History Month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Girl, because they're trying it. New York Times talking about they want the Travis Kelsey. I'm like, the fade? Girl. They want a fade? The fact that first y'all was trying to give Taylor Swift swag surfing. Now y'all got her little boyfriend over here talking about he created a fade. Get this white mess out of my face. <laughs> Get it out of my They're face. Playing in our faces. <laughs> and I'm I'm so tired of Taylor Swift. Bless her heart. It's not her fault. It's the media and her fans' it's, fault. It's it's bad. I was gonna say it's on par with when Jennifer Lawrence was at her height, but I think this is actually worse. It's way worse. <laughs> way worse. It's inescapable. There was a time where Jennifer Lawrence may have been hot, but she wasn't inescapable. You know, it's it's too much. I agree. And we will be talking about Grammys for our hot topics today, but let's go ahead and talk about our headlines. So speaking of Black History Month, one of our icons in the making, Issa Rae, she's made some interesting comments. I'm looking at the Hollywood Reporter. It says, Issa Rae says, studio cancellations of Black shows have her considering the indie route. Quote, you're seeing very clearly our stories are less of a priority. Ashley, she is on uh, Time Magazine, Holla, which I'm like super excited. And then she's also on Porter. Like she's a cover girl. Let's just state the facts. Mm-hmm. Um, but on Porter, she says, you're seeing so many black shows get canceled. You're seeing so many executives, especially on the DE&I side, get canned you're seeing very clearly now that our stories are less of a priority. It's made me take more steps to try to be independent down the line if I have to. In this article, it states that she has a five-year overall deal with the conglomerate Warner Media that she signed in 2021. I think we talked about this on our podcast because hashtag boss moves, right? Mm -hmm. But her show... Rap shit just got canceled after two seasons. And her other Emmy winning show um, that is under her Hooray banner, a Black Black Lady sketch show has also been canceled. We love Issa Rae. I mean, she's out here with 
all the quotes of I'm rooting for everybody black because I mean every that's been the sentiment of every black person I've known my entire life (laughs) (laughs) it's like we talk about this for football all the time it's like does it have a black quarterback no does it have a black coach no so you just keep going down the line (laughs) pageants where the black girl at what state she representing you know what I mean it's even down to family feud where's the black family (laughs) (laughs) do you feel like her can her candor is going to impact her career I don't think so I don't think it's going to impact her career I'm definitely glad that we have in Issa Rae at a time like this, who's been able to establish this power in Hollywood at this point. She is, to your point, icon in the making. I mean, one could say she's already an icon, but she is this next wave of Black talent and influence who, Mm -hmm. you know, has the platform already to be able to say certain things. And I think it's great to see her wield her power in this way in terms of the general representation that she's seeing within, you know, content that's, created and being eliminated beyond just her own because I mean I'm upset that rap shit got canceled we were talking the day before that news dropped that I had just watched season Season two of rap shit and I thought that they had really found their footing and I was excited to see like I was already making predictions of what was going to happen in season three you know so I'm so glad that Issa is using her platform in this way and to her point if she does make moves towards independence it's going to be a great blueprint for other people to be able to navigate and follow so I'm all here for black ownership for you know being able to um, have the full power and control and I think no matter what direction things go in with her Warner Brothers or anything like that I'm fully in support of her having as much control over her content and her brand and her legacy as she possibly can so I think it's awesome yeah I think it's interesting because, you know, Repship was like the most recent one, but it's a long list of shows that have, you know, premiered in the last, let's say five years and have now gone. Mm-hmm. Do you have any shows that has been quote unquote black shows that have been canceled too soon? Besides rap shit, because like I said, I did feel like it was getting its footing. Yeah. It's hard for me to say on the spot. I'm sure there are quite a few that I felt like were gone too soon, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. What are ones that you have um, that you thought about? And it's also a combination of they're either being canceled or they're coming to a close in like the next year. And it's just like, it just... The Wonder Years is probably one of them. I think the Wonder yes. Years still had legs to that show. It sure did. Grownish is ending this year. Z-way. Grownish had run its course for me, if I'm honest. Yes, Z-Way. I was upset about Z-Way, for sure. Legendary on HBO. Uh, Southside was very popular and funny. I didn't watch the whole season, but I I got it. You know what I mean? Like, I understood why it had the momentum that it did. Uh, Grand Crew on NBC was one of my hidden gems and I was very heartbroken when they canceled it. I'm just also thinking about um, 
shows like Underground. Underground was wildly popular and canceled way too soon. What's the um, one show that you loved on HBO that they did have a second season idea, but it wasn't greenlit with um, Jonathan Majors and Girl Journey Smollett? Craft, yeah, country, yeah. That's one I know you were very upset about. Same, same um, showrunner for Underground Lovecraft Country. Mm. It's an interesting conversation. Is it's it can be exhausting if I'm transparent. Like in terms of it's like we go through these waves of like embrace and then the backlash is swift <laughs> and it's harsh. Um, so it makes you almost hesitant to so it's so it's such a mind fuck. I hate that. <laughs> For sure. And I think to the point of the article, because I read this Hollywood Reporter article too, it's like we already have such a narrow scope in terms of what actually gets greenlit for yes. black shows and black storytelling. So that's what makes it even more frustrating is when we have things and we're like, oh, we're finally getting expansion on who yes. we are and the stories we can tell and our humanity. We and always then- talk about how we're not a monolith. So we get these different perspectives. Mm-hmm. We get like to the see legendary every like- aspect of yes. our lives. Agreed. So that's yeah. what has really hurt is that I I was just telling a friend, I had felt like we were back in kind of this golden age of Black Hollywood, um, Mm -hmm. similar to how we had in the 90s, where you have all these folks, all these opportunities, but also even more than that, the actual stories that are being told have become so much more expansive. Yes. So I just don't want to see that get diminished again. Right. But we had the privilege, especially in the 90s with the Martins and the Living Singles and Fresh Prince uh, of Bel-Air, Fresh Family Prince of Matters. Bel-Air. Yes. Those shows actually had seasons. They lived. They lived. They were able to breathe. And a lot of these shows, like I said, aren't even getting a third, second seasons in some case. So, yeah. I mean, challenges to the overall industry in that regard, obviously, with. Yes. The evolution of less episodes. Um, streaming, streaming competition even just exactly. this na- new relationship now with sports which i was like oof this is going to devastate broadcast because How sports- so? so fox it's three companies who have now merged fox disney and one other company are merging together to create a sports streaming channel so it will be all of espn's content all like Sports is still one of the big, big, biggest major drivers for revenue on broadcast because yes. people still tune in for live sports. So if yes. you take all of that, that is a, I mean, that's a huge blow. That's a huge, Very. huge blow. And they just announced that, I think, yesterday. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, the streaming wars and the stream, the, the thing that will inevitably tell what's going to happen with the streaming landscape is just going to be consumer demand because I'm not going to pay for all of this shit individually. And I don't think most people are going to pay for all of this individually. The fact that I'm now having to choose options of no ads or yes, yes. ads. I'm like, this Amazon has finally point. started their ad supported. Cause I watched Mr. And Mrs. Smith, which is going to be one of my hidden gems. And I was like, I forgot they were doing this. This is so disruptive. <laughs> crazy and they're spoon feeding us episodes like percy jackson they didn't drop all eight episodes at the same time 
they might have done two and the rest you had to wait week by week so uh, it's um what's that greek philosopher says the only thing constant in life is change yeah so speaking of changes i am sad to talk about the death of carl weathers he died february 2nd at the age of 76 his story is so fascinating he's a former football player and he became wildly popular in the Rocky films um, as Apollo Creed, which is where the Michael B. Jordan shows, uh, movies are spinoffs from. I'm looking at uh, Variety. I didn't know he was the voice of Combat Carl in Toy Story 4. Like that really warmed my heart. I So basically what I'm trying to say about this gentleman is he has done so much in his career like he was a working actor okay we talked about rocky he was also in predator he was also in happy gilmore and and more recently he was a part of the star wars mandalorian series it's just really sad to hear uh the news of his passing what's the most memorable role of his for you ashley Oh, it's most definitely as Apollo Creed and Rocky, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that he and Sylvester Stallone had had a little beef until I read this Variety article as well. And they pointed out the fact that he Same. wanted to be paid to reprise his role instead of, you know, having clips shown from previous uh, films. Um, and that's interesting. So I appreciate the additional info and knowledge you get on people and during some of these write-ups, unfortunately, most of the time after they passed away, but definitely know him and always think of him as Apollo Creed and revere him from that stint in that role. But I mean, obviously his relationship with Adam Sandler comes to mind as well. And some of his earlier work, some of his funniest pictures so I love yeah. the diversity of the roles he took, like mm-hmm. going from obviously sports action to comedy to, you know, sci-fi. I, I love that. Couldn't paint him with just one brush. He didn't get stuck in the, the jock category, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, praying for his family and friends during this difficult time is just so sad. All right, let's go ahead and get into our next headline. I am looking at In Style magazine. A lot has happened this week, and it's only Wednesday. Right. (laughs) Thursday when you're listening to it, okay? There's been conversations about King Charles of Britain going into surgery, dealing with an enlarged prostate. And in a formal message, They said that King Charles III has been diagnosed with a form of cancer. They have not clarified the type or stage. The InStyle article that I'm looking at says Prince Henry and King Charles reportedly met for a surprisingly short period of time. So as soon as the news came out, Prince Harry went to see his dad, which makes me believe that he probably found out when the world found out the state of his father's health, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Ashley, 
King Charles hasn't been king for a year yet. He is in his late 70s. This is this is sad news because cancer sucks. Absolutely. But whoa, I'm just wow. Prince in waiting, the longest prince of waiting for the longest time. And then this hits you. The great thing is being king, I'm sure he will have fantastic health care. Yes. And so hopefully he'll be able to have a speedy recovery from whatever form of cancer he may be dealing with. But it definitely is like, has to be one of those moments of you're like, really? I couldn't even, I couldn't get a break for just a little bit and kind of settle into this role and enjoy my time. Right. You know, I think the queen held out for as long as she possibly could because she did not agree with a lot of his choices. And um, exactly. And so we'll just have to have to wait and see. But obviously I'm wishing him a speedy recovery, just yes. like everyone in terms of um, getting this diagnosis. And hopefully he's able to um, get back to his full health and his duties. Agreed. Um, fun fact, according to this article, also, there was no plans for Prince Harry to see his brother, Prince William. So the rift is real. Mm-hmm. Ashley, are you ready for Usher's concert on Sunday? I'm so excited. And I heard it's going to be longer than any other Super Bowl halftime yes. show. I've heard I bet Jennifer Lopez well. is somewhere punching the air like, how dare y'all? <laughs> y'all made me and Shakira split Share. this 13, 12, 13 minutes and uh, y'all gonna give Usher an extended time? I cannot wait. And he's about to announce his uh, tour, tour and put out the tickets and I think I'm gonna have to pay whatever the unreasonable and- prices are. The album, yeah. Um, I already started home. talking to my concert bay, Tony. Hi, Tony. What's up, um, Tony? We're going, so let me know if you want to come with us. Okay. Um, I'm honored. That's an honor <laughs> to get invited to be a part of this of this crew of hardcore. <laughs> Concert I mean, we have seen goers. We have seen the greats together, Tony and I. So yes, see, <laughs> of course you're welcome, Ashley. Well, he's been doing all the things, including being the latest spokesperson for Skims. What did you think about this spread, girl? He is holding the peach and squeezing it, and the juices are. <laughs> He looked it good. He looked it good. I have a confession and I'm going to tell everyone around the world this because that's what happens when we talk on this podcast. (laughs) The world listens. You know, Usher, Usher was never like my go-to guy, like growing up. Like he wasn't the, oh, Usher so fine. I think when it came to Usher, it was like his attitude and body and the fact that he can sing and dance helped a lot. And I'm sure he smells real good. You know what mm. I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, he just wasn't. Well, he was He was one of the, one of the guys that I used to lust after. But he was always really? like, he was always like 
unattainably older than me in my mind. So it wasn't like, mm. you know, Justin still felt like a little bit like maybe yes, genuine absolutely. may have been out of my age range, but I ain't care. care. Okay, I'm coming for you, I, genuine. See, and genuine was never on my list either because he oh was too much of a pretty boy, like too much of a pretty boy. For I me. was obsessed with and, genuine. And for anybody who's trying to understand what a young Dolora was obsessed with, I was obsessed with D-Wade shout out to Miami um (laughs) (laughs) Will Smith um The Rock and Orlando Bloom so it is a cluster (laughs) yeah I think I think it's funny you say that because I do think I gravitate more towards musicians than actors interesting yeah and that's the opposite on my end it was always sports yep I was well sports for sure Sports, sports for and sure. actors. Okay. I used to love Penny Hardaway. I love Grant Hill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I will see Penny Hardaway was definitely one of my favorite. I loved Kobe when he was young. Kobe. Mm, Kobe with, never, his, I with the fro. I did. I love. Co- I love retired Kobe as a human being. I never, really. Yeah, I never messed with Kobe as a player. Kobe I'm during the Shaq era was like crush crushing for real hard i had a crush on michael jordan for a little bit just because his level I mean, of dominance like he was just sexy just <laughs> it, it was crazy it, you're really great <laughs> at what you do sir yes but yeah i think i like i think i've kind of had a thing for musicians even chris brown like i was in love with chris brown oh you're my sister i yep. chris brown never did anything for me ever. oh my god christopher He's come on over here baby tall man <laughs> but but usher usher's looking good and like i like we've said so many times he is the moment and yes. he is he is milking it for all it's worth right now and to come out in yo underwear before you about to do all sorts of things to us on this stage is just you know setting the stage this is just foreplay i feel like he's just giving us a little bit of foreplay vogue is missing out missing out we were talking about covering that cover man up like that with that big old flower. <laughs> Maybe that's Kim was like, I see you, Anna. You want to put him on the cover behind some kids and a white woman? Usher, let me put you in some draws. And again, I like to repeat what we said last time. If Usher and Rihanna was on a cover together, if you needed a shut it extra, down. Whew, they would have shut that would have been a hot cover. Oh my God. Hot. And this especially is Rihanna like any, any size. Yeah. She been pregnant. Like Rihanna, period. Especially <laughs> like let them let it be flirtatious. Like I know she's with ASAP. I know he got his yeah. woman, but like let it be flirtatious. Oh, mind blown. Mind blown. It's that X factor. Oh, child. He's we are finally apparently calling him the king of RB, which he deserves. Um, unlike this other gentleman um that they were trying to give it to is he's going out he's going out tough ashley and i am referring to the one justin timber lake i wish somebody would have called him the king of r&b get the fuck out of here flirting with it i they used to because they would say oh it's michael jackson fan and then it's justin timber lake and i'm like so we go who was saying this who was saying this? You don't remember? No, that's less disgusting. And I love me some Justin Timberlake in my day, for sure. Shut it down. Fan fiction and all. Love me some Justin Timberlake. But ain't no way. <laughs> give me Usher. Give me Chris Brown. You know what I'm saying? These men have actually touched the stage with Michael Jackson and held their own and held it down. Like, don't don't play with me. Y'all need to oh. stop. 
whoever these people are, stop. The swag surf, the fade, the king of R&B, get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. I play too much. I'm looking at Forbes of all places. Justin Timberlake isn't shying away from his Britney Spears related controversy. On his birthday, during a live performance in New York City, right before, I'm not going to lie, one of my favorite songs of all time, Cry Me a River. Now it has different meaning, but. Man. And that video went hard you, too at the time. Girl, a bop. I can't stress, I can't stress enough how much of a bop that song is. Right before his fame song, he decided to tell the audience, I like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely flipping nobody. It says in this article, Timberlake's lack of apology was almost surely directed to Spears, whom he dated from 1999 to 2002 and has recently gotten a lot of spotlight due to Britney Spears, New York <laughs> Times bestseller, The Woman in Me, where she talked about dating him, becoming pregnant, and him telling her he don't want to be the father. Ashley, we also need to remember that he needs to apologize to the one, the only Janet Jackson. And I I just felt like this was so gross. So freaking gross and disappointing. Like, what's wrong with straight men? Where did these balls come from, too? Because right? you have been right? so I'm a toe the line of what's publicly appropriate for so long. I was surprised more than anything when I first saw this. I was like, so he just in his effort era, I guess, where he said, I'm tired of playing the nice guy. I'm tired of trying to pretend that maybe because I'm apparently it's not I'm real. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear Ludacris's story about yes. the Grammys? Yes. Please, please tell it. Yes. So basically, if y'all had not heard, Ludacris was retelling his account of winning a Grammy back in like, what, 2007, something like that. And he was so hyped. He was backstage. He was, you know, saying a whole bunch of stuff, excited, right? First Grammy. Then you hear somebody say, man, shut the fuck up. Uh, we didn't all win Grammys tonight or something along those lines. And he, he ends up going to see who it was. And it was Justin Timberlake. My thing with that, though, is did you say that because it's ludicrous specifically? Right, right. Because there's a lot of other rappers that I guarantee you he would have never. DMX. Opened his mouth to say anything <laughs> to. Jay-Z. You can count. I can count them. Jizzy. I can count them. I can count a lot. It's, it's a he rare. He wouldn't even say it to Andre 3000. It's a rare rapper that he would have felt that he could say something like that too honestly because i think ludicrous is i'm like you know justin's a gangster no he's not no he's not <laughs> no he's not <laughs> but so i'll i say all that to say again this surprised me more than anything but it's also disappointing i loved justin timberlake growing up i loved in sync i've been excited same. for a potential in sync reunion same i listened to britney's entire audio book i try not to paint you with that brush of you know, this being the totality of your character because right. you were in your early no. 20s, things happen, we all live and we learn and we grow. 
But don't do stuff like this. Like, even if you're more so upset with the the speculation and the fandom and the fact that they pushed her song up to battle your song and all that stuff, like, that's still, Britney went out of her way and has gone out of her way to be apologetic towards the potential backlash. She didn't backlash. even have to she do that. She didn't have to say anything. She didn't have to and say anything. It, and that's why I felt like it was on purpose because she literally said it maybe a week before he sent this message. And I was like, oh, this is gross and disappointing. Yeah, she didn't have because to say anything. For she sure. did not. This is her life. It's her story. And she has a right to tell her story. So I was seeing that it's being speculated that he may sit down with Oprah for a tell-all interview. I'm going it. to hear snippets. I will not be interested in watching the totality of that interview because I'm just Were over you it. silent or silenced? <laughs> somebody was it. like nobody wants to hear the story of the villain <laughs> unless it's america but okay i just i i hope that he learns a lesson from this which is like if you were just having a moment of frustration best to keep that between you and your wife you and your friend group, you and your team, whoever, like I wouldn't make these type of public displays because it just doesn't help. For those of us who have been fans of you over the years, this does not help. I literally was willing and open to give his album a spin. Me too. When Britney made her apology saying, oh, you know, I did write my story. It is my story. It's not intended. And again, he came out shortly after she said that i don't even think it, it was a full week and said i apologize for nothing and it's like mm -mm, nope this is not how we're doing this because you still owe janet jackson an apology he didn't say a damn thing when she was going through all that heat exactly and he's the one that ripped it off her <laughs> he ripped breastplate whatever it the was. breastplate she the one that had the sparkly pasty insanity anyway i mean pride comes before the fall and he's already you know i thought his strategy of like pushing through after you know the revelations of britney britney's book was maybe intentional like maybe it's like okay we're just gonna go ahead and just throw out a mid-album and do a quick tour just to get you know it under us since bull bulldoze some of this bad press right mm-hmm but this that that ain't helping. That ain't helping at all. I remember I still remember his um punked episode and I never quite looked at him the same after that. So in fact, the fact that she had said you're gonna go crying back to your mama like you did. What happened? What <laughs> happened? His episode, he was one of the no. I think he was the first episode of Punk that Ashton Kutcher did. And it was just it was it was an embarrassing moment to me in terms of how he responded and reacted to everything. So I just say all that to say, just just watch yourself, Justin. I would step I would step back out of this because I don't think it's gonna make you look better or end very well for you and for your career. You're already getting heat for your dance moves. You're already getting heat for being washed up as a musician. You want you want to get us back on side. This is not the way to do it. Mm hmm. All right, let's go ahead and get to our hot topic. The Grammys were this weekend and. Boy, oh boy, there, there's been a lot of different conversations going on, and we're going to touch on a few. Let's start with the basics. Did you watch? I did not. I had considered it when I realized that what the date 
on Sunday was. And then I was like, you know what? I've been talking all this ish over the years about how disappointed I am in the Grammys for the fact that they don't appreciate the artists that I appreciate. Mm -hmm. And after Beyonce yet again did not win album of the year, I'm just, I'm <laughs> fucking over it. So I skipped the Grammys this year and still caught some of the hoopla about Jay-Z's speech. Um, still saw, you know, the Tina Turner tribute, all this stuff, but I did not, did not watch the telecast. What about you? I did. And I actually enjoyed it. it I have to say there were some performers that I wish you know took the stage but it was it was pretty fun and the highlights for me that Tina Turner tribute I mean first of all let's talk about how Oprah showed up looking real good showing the legs in tribute to her her one of her besties I'm like Oprah's 70 years old like money okay <laughs> money <laughs> And I didn't know who was giving the tribute. And when I found out that it was Fantasia Barino, I was like, oh, yes, this feels good in my soul. Like, you know what I mean? Because Beyonce wasn't going to do it. I mean, she had the privilege of freaking performing with Tina Turner on the freaking mm -hmm. stage. But I'm like, who who could do it? And to me, it was it was such a fitting tribute. And I borderline got emotional knowing that proud mary you hear that proud mary to the hollywood reporter they call it rolling down a river i don't know that was a controversy on on the internet i'm like the song is proud mary and is actually a cover made famous by ike and tina turner so we know sometimes they get it wrong fantasia's audition song ashley full fucking circle she did that in 2012 2004 mm. and the fact that 20 years later she is on the big stage i don't think fantasia had ever performed at the grammys before this actually i can't say I can't that i remember her it. doing so either but oh it just it just made me so proud it just and she, fantasia's voice mm -hmm. otherworldly mm -hmm. girl let's talk about so, some of the winners because there were some good things that happened. Um, shout out to the Black Girl Magic Artist of the Year, Victoria Monet. Now that I was super excited to see. I'm so happy that Victoria is getting her flowers. And can I just say her family is gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> Did you see her gorgeous. man? Uh, doing the promo for Issa Rae's wine. Did I? They knew exactly what they were doing with that. And he the didn't comments, even say anything. He the comments were killing me. Anything. People were like, that man over here making a cheesecake. I'm not, li I'm not listening to a word he's saying. They were basically guys saying he was making everything but wine because ain't nobody paying attention to what he's making. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> Crazy beautiful gorgeous man and a good father because they put that baby on that red carpet and i know why because their beautiful daughter was um the youngest grammy nominee ever and compete so with had, blue ivy out here <laughs> i know compete with blue it matching outfits and everything and it was probably overstimulated i'm sure it's overstimulated for someone like you and i let alone a baby, baby girl but he was like right there so supportive i'm like oh 
so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, other notable winners that I'm excited to talk about because I mean, it's my podcast and <laughs> our podcast, we talk about what we want. Shout out to Tyla for Water. That is for uh, Best African Music perform- Performance. Uh, as you know, I love Afrobeats and I love everybody in this category. So uh, I, it was between her and Ari Star with Rush. I love Rush so much. SZA did win. She won for... She won for oh. Best Progressive R&B Album. Yes, and she won for R&B Song for Snooze. So, so happy for her with that. I know we talked about this before, but um, her first round of Grammy nominations, she didn't win anything. And so she got a chance to win several awards this this year. Although mm-hmm. I do feel like she deserved album of the year that went to Taylor Swift. So, and this is why there I were watch. two major issues that I had with Taylor winning album of the year. And honestly, I knew it was going to her. So it wasn't a big surprise, but the way she dragged Lana Del Rey on the stage was, she just has this juvenile quality about her that I'm like, can you read the room just a little bit? Like I knew you grew up in the music industry, but like it, it's something about her energy. That's like the kid who has like everything and is looking at her friends who have nothing like, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> Aren't you okay? Like Lana was up for the same award and did not win. And you want her to come on stage. We- I know they're friends, but let her process. She just realized she didn't win. You won and you're dragging her on stage. Of course, she didn't want to go up there. And everybody's like, yeah, she contributed to the album. Yeah, that's fine and good. But she had the right to not want to go on stage. That really grind my gears. But what <laughs> really pissed me off was the fact that the way she curved Celine Dion, the woman who has been ill and had the energy to present the most important award of the night, curbed her like she wasn't even there. I was like, do you understand the magnitude of this woman standing right here in front of you? So what exactly did she do to curb her? She, she was just didn't so- acknowledge her? busy pulling her friends up on stage with her grabbing people and because she made this comment saying oh I feel alone that when she got to taking her Grammy she took the Grammy didn't even look at Celine and started talking to the mic mind you it what you know what made it actually besides my love for Celine Dion and knowing the struggles and her health and to know how important it is for her to even be there standing, talking, dealing with stiff, stiff person syndrome. You had Miley Cyrus win her very first Grammy presented to her by the Mariah Carey. Miley was fangirling over the fact that Mariah was handing her her first Grammy uh, talking about how full circle it was. It was actually a beautiful moment. And in Celine Dion's presentation, she talked about, she remembered that Diana Ross and I forgot who else was on stage, she said, but she remember who presented her album of the year to her and how special that moment was. And it's like, you really missed the ball. And yes, it's Taylor. 
human, sure, absolutely. People make mistakes, but that was just in poor taste. I felt like those two things happening at the same time really just was not a good look. So do you feel like she's lost her faux humility? Because remember people used to get upset with this always look of shock and awe and surprise that, oh, is it Is it really me? So you feel like she's lost that and now she, I mean, it has to I be don't hard think it's for, been lost. I feel like it has to be hard at this point for her to stay grounded to a certain extent because they do hype her up so much. Has to be hard. And then for you to now be the most winning artist in history for album of the year. I remember I was listening to Higher Learning and Van was like, so the Grammys, the Academy is saying she's better than all of these artists. I mean, he was listing all the top tier artists in history who they're now trying to say that Taylor Swift somehow has bested because she is the most winning um, in that category. And I'm like, that's just not the case, obviously, for me, for I'm sure a lot of people and their particular tastes. Sir but Stevie Wonder. like this is, this is why, again, I did not watch the awards because to the point, in fact, of, and I see you, Coco Jones, congratulations to you as well, girl. I love ICU. Um, girl, to the I fact was so that, happy Baby Girl got an award. I was like, yes, 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 and yes. To the fact that there is recognition for some folks and it's always so nice and rewarding to see the Grammys being still this prestige award for music the way that the Oscars is for acting in that way just grinds my gears because there is to me a level of discrimination and a level of not recognizing the talent that is such a pivotal and influential part of the industry to have never awarded one of the most influential artists of all times, Beyonce Knowles, album of the year, but to have awarded Taylor Swift four times is mind-blowing to me. When you have that post that I know you posted where Diana Ross never won a Grammy. There are multiple, yeah. Bob, uh, Bob Marley never won a Grammy. Nina Simone, only been nominated twice, never won anything. There are, I mean, NDRE has talked about this at length, about the politics yes. that goes into the process. I cannot take this shit seriously anymore, Delora. I really can't. Like, I'm still, I'm so happy when such great artists are recognized because I know what it means to their career and their power within the industry. But for me as a fan, this means nothing. But in that same conversation, and this goes into Jay-Z's <laughs> award, I actually had this conversation with my good girlfriend. Shout out, Kylia. Congratulations on your beautiful baby. <laughs> we were we were texting um, the Grammys, watching it live, and Jay-Z won the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award. Like, I didn't know that, that existed. And that's what I was telling her. When it comes to these award shows, these awards, they be making up these categories and giving them out to who they want to. That's where the political side comes from. Because once again, Dr. Dre has an award named after him. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's done a lot in terms of making money and the Well, they brought impact. this award out within the last couple of years. Because I remember yes, there it's being newer. a pushback yep. on that for obvious reasons. Obvious. And those who may not know, he is a known, I'm going to say allegedly, um, abusive person to his 
women counterparts. So Jay-Z's speech was very interesting because he essentially is just talking about the the struggle <laughs> of uh, recognition in terms of, he says, some of you feel like you were robbed. Some of you will get robbed. And some of you don't belong in the category. <laughs> that was quite funny. I'm not going to lie. But he took the time to talk about his wife. He didn't say her name, but he was like this young lady who's the most grammy award-winning artist but has never gotten an album of the year he's like even by your own metrics it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna lie while i was watching his speech i was holding my breath because i'm like sir you are taking this award and you're also like calling the people who gave you this award on their sugar honey iced tea you know what i mean and Perfect he was like, I'm sorry, I'm nervous. I tell the truth when I'm nervous. <laughs> so, you know, what I was trying to say is this, Ashley, does it come off as ungrateful after a while when you know certain legends never gotten the privilege of having it? Or is it just standing up for what you believe in? I think it's standing up for what you believe in. He also said, you know, we love you. We just want you to get it right type of sentiment. And I think you have every right to criticize and critique and share your opinion about something that you have been a large, played a large role in, which is the music industry and the entities that judge that industry, right? Like um, there have been people who on the stages they've won awards have made their statements and said things. I think it was a great platform. He didn't go do an interview afterwards and say something. He said, while I'm getting this award, let me just say this. Um, there was this is not right. an <laughs> article that came out literally several years ago, anonymous, anonymously interviewing people at the Recording Academy who said that they weren't going to vote for Beyonce because they thought that she had too many awards to begin with. So it's like you have all but these different rationales. Taylor doesn't. Okay. <laughs> sure. Oh, okay. Let's talk about some um, other aspects of this award show that was quite interesting. It was hosted by Trevor Noah again, and our favorite emo girl, Billie Eilish, and Fitness won What Was I Made For for Song of the Year. Best rap album was Killer Mike. He kind of swept the rap category this year and also (laughs) quickly got arrested as soon as he left the stadium, which was mind-blowing. I still don't even know what the charges are, so that's kind of the reason why I didn't bring it up. Battery. Really? Yeah, I I didn't look any further into what the circumstances were, but I just saw a headline that said battery. So interesting. Miley Cyrus won record of the year for Flowers. I mean, let's keep it 1,000. I didn't think she was going to win as much as she did, but Flowers is a bop. (laughs) I told you, I watched her perform it live at her house, and I really enjoyed that performance. Like, Miley is one of those who she has gone through so many musical iterations in terms of her sound. Yep. And I like the, the stage that she's at right now. Like, I put her high up in her category of her like counterparts of that disney yes, nickelodeon yeah, yeah era of yeah people 
And so I like to see Miley do her thing musically, except when she Miley. was trying to do the hip hop. That was oh you know. my gosh, introducing white people to twerking. I it's it's very interesting. Miley with the twerking, Travis with the fade. I we could go on and on. We can. Um, but Miley's performance was actually one of the ones I enjoyed because she people were like, This is major Sag- Sagittarius energy, like not giving a fuck. I.e., her and Jay-Z are the same sign and Zero Fs were given. Okay. Four performances. Did you see any? I saw a little bit of the Tina Turner tribute, but that was it. I know everyone is talking highly of Tracy's Tracy performance. Chapman. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely one of the best. Um, Luke Combs. I think this moment meant so much to me personally because I grew up on the song and I adored it. Mind you, I was a good five, six years old (laughs) when it came into my consciousness. But the fact that she went on that stage looking good, okay, moisturized. I'm like, where's what shea butter do you use this? (laughs) But what I also love is the fact that this gentleman, Luke Combs, who is a famous country artist, has been able to give the appropriate props to her and didn't, you know, Columbus it like the fate. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, <laughs> because I was talking to somebody at work and they were like, oh, yeah, Luke Combs, a uh, fast car. I'm like, uh, you better pause. You better pump the mother effing brakes. That is Tracy Chapman's song. <laughs> and they were like, I had no idea. I bet you did not. But you better know the more you know. Mm-hmm. In this but Black I, History Month, okay? Exactly. And so I say all that to say, I just really love that credit was given where credit was due in, in that um, performance. All right, Ashley, fashion, did anything catch your eye? I thought Beyonce's Louis Vuitton look was an interesting choice. I can't say I loved it, but I found it to be interesting. I appreciated the platinum hair and the cowboy hat, but yeah, interesting is a good choice. Uh, When I looked at the red carpet photos, Janelle Monae stood out to me and Armani Privé. Same, sis, same. She looks fantastic. Other than that, Grammys was kind of a hard carpet for me. What about you? I agree. (laughs) Honestly, I agree. It was was kind of rough. Janelle Monae and the country artist, uh, Lainey Wilson. She won for Best Country Album for Bell Bottom Country. She wore Balmain. Fire, 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 fire. I mean, the fit, the look, it was it was one of my favorite looks. But I agree, there wasn't too many standout moments for me to be like, oh, I'm loving everything. Because mm-hmm. I didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> all right, honestly, all the pre- Grammy events, I enjoy looks way more than the actual Grammys. Like, 
um, Coco Jones and um, Haley Bailey and even Chloe at the Clive Davis event. Their looks were so much better during that event than the actual ceremony. And I thought that was an interesting moment. And I did like Fantasia. I mean, she took a she took some risk, but I appreciate it, you know, what she did because that's when you do it. You do it at the Grammys. It took me right, a minute Ashley. to adjust Sorry. to Chloe and Hallie with the the wigs. wigs. I was like, yeah. what is different? Oh, where are the locks? I wonder what they're trying to do. And again, it is not my desire to drag Taylor Swift by any means, but this is the most plain Scaparelli outfit I've ever seen in my entire life. Scaparelli is known for outrageous, out-of-the-box couture. And when I found out it was Scaparelli, I was like, oh, it's giving me nothing. And I hate these gloves with it like maybe if the gloves were a different color because Taylor has worn some things I've enjoyed but I do not enjoy this so all right that's all I got Ashley what are we recapping all right so for our first recap for Black History Month guys I was really trying to think like what is out what's new (laughs) what is there to discuss I feel like we've still been having kind of a slow burn with stuff coming in from the strikes and all that so I was like you know what I want something feel good I want something nostalgic and so we are going to give y'all a 90s throw black I was about to say throw black (laughs) 90s throw black I guess black classic a low down dirty shame baby arguably one of my favorites from that era we've done a lot of throwbacks from black cinema of that day we did waiting to exhale we did yes. uh love jones we've yes. done we did cinderella the disney yes. uh version with brandy uh, brandy and whitney houston We've done so many, and Boomerang was one of the last ones I think we did. So I'm excited yes. to give the Wayans brothers and Jada Pinkett <laughs> Smith and Sally <laughs> Richardson some love and talk about this 90s Black film. So we'll be back with that, guys. Can't wait to talk. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Thank you for sticking with us for another one. We'll be back, as I mentioned, for the recap. Please share this episode with your friends, family, loved ones, everyone. We appreciate it. In the meantime, as always, be blessed. Bye.